Sport to Song Boxing Podcast. Seconds out. Hello and welcome to Sport D Song Boxing Podcast. I am Alex LeBox as usual and my host Rob, Rob Boxing True. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Excellent. Not too bad. Now we've got a special podcast this week, haven't we, Rob? We've got a very special guest in, Mark Nielsen, who is the promoter of Nielsen Boxing. And Mark, welcome to the show. It's absolutely fantastic to have you on. How are you? Oh, very well. Thank you. What an introduction. I like the special <laughs> bit. Don't normally get that. So, yeah, great to be on, guys. Good, good to talk to you. Yeah, thank, thank you, Mark. Indeed, Mark, you are a very special guest. And Sports of the Song listeners, just to make a mark as well, we are going to be working with Mark and his fantastic team at Nelson Boxing uh, in, in the future at their shows, starting with the fantastic show in Liverpool on top of the Shankly Hotel. I mean, I don't think you can get any more sort of glamorous or unique than that. Um, it's going to be fantastic, isn't it, Mark? Are you looking forward to Liverpool? Absolutely. You know, we were, I was only talking to Kyle at a, a previous show we had at Your Call, and we said, wouldn't it be great if we did a show in Liverpool? We had, we had Jack McGann, top of the bill. I think it was Friday the 1st of April. Jack McGann, top of the bill. Great crowd, great boxer, great sort of backstory. We thought, you know, we could do one at Liverpool, right? We could go up there. And then, you know, they say that the stars align, and one thing happened after another. And then before you know it, it's like, hey, Mark, we did a show in Liverpool. We've got a venue. We've got someone we know. We've got an opponent. We've, you know, and one thing led to another. Here we are. We're in Liverpool. So, yeah, um, yeah obviously, it's, it's, it's just brilliant. You know, we, once upon a time, with this sort of small southwest promoter with big ambitions and yeah. just a step at a time, we're getting to where we want to be, you know, on a rooftop at the Shankly Hotel in Liverpool. Oh, brilliant. I'm really excited about this. I mean, I love boxing and I'm always excited about the shows that we do. I'm really excited about this show on a rooftop. Celebrities are going to be there. You know, it's, um, you know, this, this, this place has been on TV as in it's, it's quite famous and, yeah. you know, it's uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Great show. Yeah. And, and, and the setting is, is certainly just stunning and also bringing boxing to a city like Liverpool is just phenomenal, mm. isn't it? So sport to song listeners, if you are listening, I believe there are tickets still available for the show. Get down there. It's going to be absolutely uh, fantastic. Rob, um, you're from around that way. Boxing's a big deal in the Liverpool area, isn't it? And are you excited about the show as well? Yeah, very much so. It's actually a, a big double whammy on um, the weekend for Liverpool as well, isn't it? Um, obviously coincided with a couple of couple of shows up there. Um, but I think the, you, you've got the um, the word right with unique with this uh, with this venue. I mean, um, how did it come about finding that venue in the first place, Mark? And um, because I've had a look into it, and it looked. I mean, I haven't seen it with a ring on it yet, but it, it looks bloody good. Well, the Jack McGann has obviously got this backstory where he's um, got an MMA background. His dad, yeah. Anthony McGann, is quite well known in the MMA circle. Um, I'm not an MMA man. It's a bit like football rugby. You're one or the other. And I'm <laughs> not really, I don't really get it. I don't understand it. I'm a boxing purist. But Anthony McGann has got this gym in Liverpool called the Wolf Slayer, and it, it used to train or manage Michael Bispin. So he's really well known up there, really well established. And 
he's got contact. He knows the owner of the Shankly Hotel, a guy called Lawrence Kenwright, a big property developer, owns a portfolio of a you know, couple of hundred million or some silly number of um, property in that area. Yeah. And he knows Anthony McGann very well. They were having conversations. He said, what about my venue? Anthony McGann says, Mark, we've got this potential venue. God, I know, got a hotel, it's got a rooftop. They have 1,100 people on there on the Liverpool Cup final. What do you think about putting a show on? I like the sound of that. So, you know, <laughs> and, and everything is like, you know, one little, you know, climb Everest one step at a time. It's like, right. Any box have never been there before? No. Health and safety. What floor? Sixth floor. Right. Open air. Right. Okay. So, you know, I always think there's always a way. So, you know, we've gone up, we've done the, the inspections with the, the British Box and Border Control. We've gone through, you know, the access, the, you know, the security, their capacity, got it approved by the board got ourselves a lineup sorted out with local Liverpool boxers and just set before you know it, we're here Friday five bike car on the rooftop of the Shanky Hotel in Liverpool. Pretty not bad. bad, eh? Not bad, eh? Not, not bad. <laughs> Mark, just, just touching on obviously it's fantastic for Nelson Boxing and, and mm. like we've said already, what, what a unique occasion it's going to be. But you, you must be, and of course you are, very proud of how far you've come with Nelson, uh, with Nelson Boxing. And could you give Sport to Song listeners and of course uh, fans of Nelson Boxing just a little brief idea of where Nelson Boxing has come from? Because it, it's been some journey, hasn't it, in boxing? Well, it has, yeah. You know, we're a boxing family, Nilsons. We've sort of grown up with it. My dad's an ex-professional for Joe Bugner and Frank Bruno back in the 80s. Wow. You know, so he's, um, you know, I was an amateur boxer. My brother was an amateur boxer. So we've grown up with it. My, you know, oh, my granddad was a secretary of the local amateur club. It's just what we knew. My, you know, I went to see my first world title with my dad, 1986, Bruno versus Witherspoon at the old Wembley Stadium. So it's in our blood. It's what we do. So in the early 2000s, I think my dad put on a couple of charity shows and back in the early days. And, you know, we put we, we, we also was involved in doing that. And then we sort of eventually moved into into the professional field. Right. I thought, right, I want to get involved in the pros. You know, yeah. and we and then it's back in 2016, you know, small steps. But, you know, we put on like, a, I don't know, four fight card, Kelly Morgan and a WBC silver female world title in our first show. And then a couple of shows later, we had a Commonwealth and then we had a WBCU with Akeem Ennis Brown. And it's just like, yes, you know, we were just getting some momentum going and then COVID put the yeah. brakes on. Yeah. So you can, you know, you can take two years out of that from 2016. So then obviously we've opened back up last year and then we've just bang, gone with it. We've gone where we, where we should have been. And um, I've got Kyle on board, my nephew, yeah. Uh, who's he's a sort of matchmaker. He knows every boxer. He's one of those, he's like the knowledge now. You ask him about any guy, you ask him about uh, Brad Strand's opponent, it's yeah. his, his ranking, his record, who he fought, brilliant. So he knows everything. So we've added that to the team. I've got Jared Hayter, who's our commercial manager. He's yeah. in charge of all the sponsorship and the marketing and things, you know, and that's propelling us. So I've got, we've got our own um, graphics and artwork people you know, sort of doing, dealing with all the brand. I'm obviously, you know, looking strategically about growing it, you know, moving forward, scheduling it. I'm a businessman, so I can make sure the financial model is there to make sure the numbers right. We can afford to pay what we're paying because, you know, there and, you know, there, there are a lot of promoters in the UK and we're now, um, to, to bring us all back up to date, we're probably now one of the, we're certainly top, at least top, top 10. If you think yeah. there's only 50-odd registered promoters in the UK, no more than double digits of them 
do more than 10 shows a year. Yeah. You know, you take, take out your, your Frank Warren, your Matt Room, your Wasserman, um, Steve Goodwin, your Fight Zone. You know, we all know who everyone is out there. You yeah. know, there's, you know we're, we're, we're on for um, 14 shows this year. So there's only a handful more than us. So we've managed to build the team and it's snowballing. The momentum is with us. And because and the bigger we're getting, it's, you know, it's snowballing because we're putting on good shows. We've gone into London. We've done your call. That's opened up a whole world over there yeah. of, of boxes that we didn't have access to when we were Southwest. So we're working with managers and trainers who say, you know, I went to one of your shows, really liked it. And I know such and such he thought on your show. He said it was great. How do I get on? Who do I speak to? How? And I'm getting, we're even getting, you know, we're promoters first and foremost, but we actually manage boxes as well. And we're yes. getting pro- I'm getting approached now from, you know, I had a meeting last week with a boxer in Essex who's a, you know, multiple sort of box cup champion, amateur champion, amateur medalist, wants to go pro. His mates, in, you know, his, his mates already a pro. They've been to one of our York calls, wants to turn over. So we're just, that momentum is with us now. And, you know, we don't do too many shows because we're just going to be out every weekend and you've got to have the right set up and you don't want to have to be spread too thin yeah. because, because we want to get the, the quality of the show right. We've got to get the, 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 the fights, the matching, the, the production. And so we only want to do enough that we're able to. We don't want to grow too quick too soon, but we're growing at a pace that we can make sure that we're dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's and the production levels where we want it to be. And we're may, may able to deliver to all the boxes that we're working with. And, so, yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, and, and just touching on that, on that, Mark, I, I was at one of the shows in, in, in York Hall, and with the professional game, it's very much a spectatorship in that, you know, fans want to go along, they want to enjoy the occasion, it wants to be... Boxing, for me, still has that element of sort of, you know, uh, grandness about it. It's a good night out. And your shows, like you said, you know, you, you don't spread yourself thin. They've got that fantastic boxing night feel about them the lights are there the colors you know and that does add to the boxing spectacle does it i know i know we all want to see a good a good bout but you know you can't beat the sort of glitz and glamour of of the boxing and and that's what nelson boxing brings doesn't it and i i I hear what you're saying in that you know you don't want to spread yourself too thin and sort of lose that standard and certainly nelson boxing from what i can see at the moment is pushing on to you know new levels really and it's pretty like you said it's pushing towards the top echelons of uh of boxing promoting in the uk well i've been to i've been to other promoter shows and there's some good ones okay ones and some bad ones as in every industry and when I go, you know, I go to the, the, the shows that are good and I think, I like that, I like that, we'll do more of that. The ones that are not so good, I think, well, we won't do that. So, you know, I'm a boxing fan first and foremost. I sit there and I know what it's like to experience a good show. Yeah. I'm in Saudi Arabia watching AJ. I'm at Wembley Stadium watching Tyson Fury. Or is that Wembley in 1986 watching Frank Bruno? I'm a fight fan. Yeah. So I know, know what you want to see and what you want to watch. And I think we've... We've gone through a few years where there's a, like a number of promoters. I'm not going to say anything negative about any individual promoters. They're good and bad, and everyone's got their own challenges. But there's lots of shows where they were just okay. There's mm. the, 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 the home side of the card, a load of unbeaten prospects. On the right side of the card, a load of defeated, you know, with a handful of wins between the whole lot. The, the room, all the lights were on. It's some sort of, work, you know, some, some sports center. There's no branding. Could be anyone's show. All the crowd basically come to watch their mate fight and as soon as he fought they all left yeah you know there was just a small percentage of general fight fans you know like a tyson fury you know 94,000 people in in wembley 
but they're they're all in there all night to experience the whole evening, the whole event, the sweet Caroline, and the, and the big thing. They're not leaving at half past eight when somebody they knows for. They're staying there for the whole thing. Yeah, and that's our challenge, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make trying to make the whole evening an event. So we're not skimping on production. We're you know spending more money on putting decent fights together because you know we're first and foremost put a really good show on make some good competitive fights make the production values production values really you know really high level people are gonna sit and think yeah this is a great night out so they see a nielsen boxing show you want to get to the stage to a certain extent i mean i say ufc i don't you know they're, they're, they're just like a different level but you don't you know people will they'll sell out a show before they even announce who's on the card yeah, yeah. People just want to go you know so you want to get to the stage where people want to see Nielsen Boxing at your call on that date. Come on, mate. That's a great night of boxing. Do you want to come out, Dave? We'll go out and have a night out. You know, it's 40 quid a ticket, a couple of beers. What a great Saturday night out. You know, they don't even need to know. And you did, we, so we need to spin that percentage of people who are buying just the tickets off the box so they go and see their mate who then leave when he goes. So the general public who just want to come and watch a night of boxing, or then they want to watch their mate if they're buying a ticket and then stay in all night. So, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Trying to make the whole evening a, a whole event. I mean, this is this. This Friday's like that, you know, where we know from previous experience, back in the early days, I think 60% of your ticket sales were in the room at any one time because they'd come in and watch, you know, Max from Gloucester fight and then they'd all jump on the bus and go back to Gloucester on the lash and it'd all, all empty out. But we've, we're now moving that percentage up. So more higher percentage are staying in the room for the duration of the evening because of the quality of the fighting and the production is better. And yeah. we need to keep pushing that bar a little bit higher. And that's, that's what the plan is. Keep moving yeah. forward. Uh, Mark, you mentioned um, oh, you mentioned your call several times there. And now mm. everyone knows your call, Bethnal Green, real mm. home of grassroots boxing in this country. Um, you know, what, what's your and your family's history with that place? And because, um, I mean, to me, looking at the dates that you've had there and that you've got coming up, it feels like you've almost got a residency there, to be honest. Um, you know, what, what does that place mean to you and your family? Well, you know, my, I spoke to my dad about it, and it's, you know, my dad had 30-odd pro fights, never fought there. He fought, right. it, you know, in a list of places that are, you know, iconic, but not your call, and he's always gutted. It's one of those things that, it's one of these venues that all boxers, they, you know, it's got the iconic venue uh, tag. Not many have, and all boxers want to box there, all promoters want to promote there. You know, yes. I'm looking at the who's who. And even in recent, you know, uh, Queensbury still put shows on there. Matt yeah. still put shows on there. And the who's who of promoters have put shows on there. They, oh, and of course, Nielsen Boxing put shows on there as well now. So we're in, you know, we're, we're certainly a good company. It's iconic. It's nothing quite like it. When that place is full and buzzing, you know, that old sort of Art Deco small hall feel about the place. It, you know, they say small hall. It's not small hall, though. There's a lot of people in there. The, yeah. the, venue, the venue is buzzing. You know, you're... You feel like, and the, the, the boxers feel like the crowd are right on the edge of the ring. So it just gives them a great feeling. And then if you're sat there ringside or, you know, in your seat, even on those balcony overlooking it, you feel like you're as close to the action as it is any venue I've been in. So it's just a great, you know, the history's great. You know, the who's yeah. who, and give, you know, I think Cole Fox made his debut there. And I don't know, you know, so yeah. it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone's fought there, who's anyone. And it's on, a, it's on a bucket list of all boxers at some stage, you know. And we're promoting there now. Brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. And and I, I think uh, sport the song listeners will be uh, very aware of what what your call means to me. I it's, it's and I just concur with what Mark said as well. It's just you you. It's one of those places that you can't really put your finger on. It's just it's got that magical feel to it, and and you get that 
it, it's got that spiritual sort of home of boxing you, and, you, and you can sense that there's been you know war, wars there and you know people you know fantastic fighters making their debuts in there and it's just got that feel to it hasn't it mark it's a special place for boxing isn't it oh absolutely i like it and we've, we've done a few shows and i've also watched a lot of shows um, when i've not been involved in and there's just there's nothing like it it's it's you know, I, I'm sat there ringside watching the boxing and it's like the hairs on the back of your neck. It's like, yes, this yeah. place is just, there's nothing like <laughs> it. Brilliant, brilliant. So, I mean, I, I don't think, and I think it's sort of quite common, commonly discussed, that I don't think it would get approved as a venue by the British Boxing Board if it came up for inspection now, because behind the scenes, it's a rabbit warren, the changing rooms, the such narrow stairs, little windy stairs. But, um, you know, I think the, 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 they're not going to take it away from anyone. It's, you know, they've restricted it to 10 fights just because of the logistics behind the scenes of where to put everyone and things. But, you know, you can still make a crack at night with... with yeah, there'd, be some, there'd be some uproar if they took that away. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, um, Mark, thrusting us forward into uh, to the 3rd of September at Liverpool, the Shankly Hotel, mm. um, it, it's a fantastic card and uh, notoriously... Um, or famously, sorry, um, Nelson Boxing, you make your your cards very competitive for your fighters don't you there's ne there's never an easy fight on those cards and you know starting off with with jack mcgann against uh is it ed edvinus uh plus pluscus is that how you say his name in, in the yeah. super in, in the super welterweight division i mean that's going to be a great fight and it's going to be very competitive isn't it yeah well i did pronounce that probably closer than i would have done <laughs> <laughs> yeah because so with venus we know him actually so he's he fought um, in one of my cards many moons ago, and he's, he doesn't just turn up. You know, sometimes you can look at records and think, oh, okay, they're, they're just going to come and roll over. We don't want those kind of opponents. Some of them, yeah, have got losing records, but they win, and mm -hmm. they can upset things, and they come to fight. We never tell any of these, you know, you're coming in, you expect to do a job here, right? Wink, wink. It's none of that. You're coming here. If you fancy it, you know, there's going to be an upset. You know, yeah. and the, the home fighter... If they're good enough, they're good enough. If they're not, they're going to get found out. Yeah. We're not into bringing these guys and paddling them to 10 and 0, 12 and 0. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was in a gym, a local gym. It's a 14 and 0 fighter. He's fighting uh, a 14 and 0 area champion. He's sparring in a gym with some guy who's really good amateur, went on to fight for Britain, and he just got it given to him. And I thought, you're 14 and 0. It's just not right. What's the point? What's the point? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you look at Jack McGann and the Venus, um, you know, he's like, I think, I mean, Jack McGann's 300 odd in the world. And Venus is like 100, oh, I don't know, I haven't got it for me, 140 or something like that. Yeah. So he's way ahead of him in the world rankings. He's been around the block a long yeah. time. You know, Jack McGann, you know, everyone's talking to him about the way you've won your last two by knockout. You knocked everyone out in MMA. took you a few fights to get going. Now you stopped your last couple. Are you going to stop this guy who doesn't get stopped? And he's, you know, let's not get carried away. This guy, you know, he's coming. He's only been stopped once, this guy, in over yeah. 30. You know, he's had old, like, you know, 30-odd fights. He's not coming just to go through the motions now. He's coming to put it on Jack. And if, you know, um, if Jack's not good enough, I mean, I think Shaquille Day, he was 13-1 and one or something. He did an upset on him, I think, a couple yeah. of fights ago. He's dangerous. Yeah, and they well, McGann knows he's dangerous, but they're up for that. They want dangerous. They don't want the well. They want to get going. 
So they're rolling mm. the dice. Well, Papalauskas, um, he beat Tom Farrell last year, um, yeah. who's obviously, for, I believe he's from Liverpool as well, isn't he? And um, yeah. so there'll be a bit of a, yeah, he's fighting for the uh, for the Scousers there, isn't he, Jack? But um, yeah, I mean, what, what a good up, fight. He turned up and upset a few, few of these undefeated boxers, isn't he? You know, yeah, Shaquille, yeah. Shaquille Day and Tom Farrell was quite good and yeah. Tony Banj and just, you know, so there's no stroll in the park. But yeah. like I said, the, 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 the guy, Jack and his team, they want to just get going. That's, yeah. They haven't had the amateur experience, but they're MMA. But they're, you know, everyone's thinking, well, let's see how far I can go with these MMA guys. They haven't really got it. And he's like, okay, then we'll see. And he's just like, bring them on. Give me the challenges. You know, and John Brennan was a good fight. That was a very yeah. good fight, you know. And John Brennan with a, had a, you know, decent record. He's been, you know, sort of like... Uh, Area title, sort of level, been around the block, had like 20 odd fights, you know, and then he's, uh, you know, four round stoppage for, for Jack. Great main event, this, you know, great yeah. main event. And of course, he's hit his home show. He's top of the bill. First time he's fought as a pro in his home show in a really tough 10 round fight against the guy who's coming to win. Oh, yes, that's, good. that's a good fight. <laughs> that's a good fight, that, isn't it? Uh, just before we move on, Rob, I, I, I hate the way you just so easily flip that surname off of your tongue. It's like it's annoying. I am. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too bad with them, to be honest. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not. Not not that bad. But um, yeah, he's he's a tough guy. I've looked into him, um, and like you said, he's only ever been stopped once, and that was five years ago. So um, you know, Jack's gonna, you know, if he wants to get another KO, he's gonna he's gonna be up against it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a great fight, isn't it? A great main event, in my view. That's 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 worth the ticket money itself. Just that fight, that ten round fight there, the main event. You know, a thirty odd year experienced guy who upsets it. You know, upsets the odds sometimes by stopping these guys. Jack McGann, yeah. amateur experience, six zero and one. You know, stopped his last two opponents, ten rounds, super well, a main event. Lovely. Yeah. What a great main event. Can I ask about um, uh, Jack's other opponents, uh, Mark, if you don't mind? Um, mm-hmm. it, obviously, it's been well documented. He's um, he's had a you know a couple of um, opponents pull out for various reasons. May I ask what mm. happened with those? Yeah, well, in boxing, it's, you know, I think there's over a thousand boxers registered in the UK at any one time, mm. and I think we. We, we, um, the number is like late 20s is the amount of boxers we had concrete offers on the table for who eventually all said no. Wow. Now, and that's very unusual. It's really hard getting in match. I was speaking to his father, Anthony McGann, yesterday, and I said, not, you know, it's very rare you have that sort of, you know, there's a lot of people say, but Jack McGann, six on one. Yeah, that's no problem. You know, then they come back a couple of days later. Ah, oh, no, we're actually going to give that one a miss, thanks. No, we've got oh. other plans, other plans for our boxer. But that happens more and more, which is telling you there's, there's you know, they're, they're speaking to people in gyms. And he's, he hits hard, Jack McGann. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's rumours about what he's like in sparring. And he stopped his last couple. And, you know, they're, they're, people know there's a lot of momentum behind him. And, you know, there's some silly money being thrown about because he's got some great sponsors behind him. And that's still not turning heads. So, you know, we had... You know, we had some big high, high profile names without going into the sort of the personal details of why the guys pulled out. But yeah, yeah. They, they fell through, but they'd have been cracking fights, cracking opportunities, some big money on the table for these opponents. But, you know, for one reason or another, they didn't sort of, you know, come through. I mean, we had, I said, late 20s, concrete offers we had out. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But, you know, we've, we, we've, we've won around the corner. You know, we've got a big budget offer for the November York Hall show with Jack McGann, um, with a really high profile name that's sort of like, you know, we've got like a signed contract already subject to 
getting through this this weekend. Brilliant. Fantastic. Absolutely amazing. And and also on, on that card, uh, just before uh, we move on to the rest of the card, you know, if, if no one has seen Jack McGann fight, he really is a raw and exciting talent. And he's able to finish fights as well. He's got that ability and that weight. And like you said, Mark, that snapping his punches to finish finish fights. And, and you, know, you know, we try and steer away from it, but that's what people want to see. They want to see those exciting fights and those knockouts and the glitzy lights. And, you know, in Liverpool, that's what they're going to get, aren't they, this weekend? It's all going to be there with that bumper crowd as well. But, it's, yeah. yeah, it should be should be fantastic. And, Rob, you've looked at the uh, the the card as well. What else have you uh, takes your eye? Yeah, just um, moving down the card. Obviously, um, chief support is um, Brad Strand. Um, yeah. He actually, uh, the last time he, he fought was um, uh, in my hometown, believe it or not, in Telford. So, um but yeah, he's actually he's fighting against um, Alexandru Alexandru Lanita, um, and I actually saw Lanita's last fight, Mark, um, on okay. one of the BCB shows against Case Ashback. So um, yeah. he doesn't like a body shot. That's all I'll say. <laughs> right. Great. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's had like a, you know over twenty fights, so he's uh, yeah, yeah. an experienced guy. You know, been around until mid twenties. Tough guy. You know. Um, but yeah, I'll um, I'll pass it on to you. Just on Brad Brad Strand, I mean, we're looking at a really quite a classy boxer, aren't we? And how he mm. sort of holds himself. He's got that sturdy defence, and he's he's almost got a patience in the ring. And he, you know, before he picks his shots, and it's he, he's a fantastic boxer to watch, isn't he, Mark? Oh, absolutely, great. You know, great style on him. He's a, just a um, yeah, really. I think he's gonna, you know, he, he's gonna. He's had three KOs out of his seven so far. He's got some real good style. He's up to 12 now in the rankings and the super bantamweight. I don't think titles are going to be too far away. You know, he's a, you know, he's a, a Queensbury fighter, you know, yeah. so he's with Frank Warren. Um, they they'll certainly have some big plans for him. So it's going to be interesting to watch his journey. Obviously, with our relationships with the Warrens, we have sort of access to some of these guys. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just great to have him on the show, you know, sort of, uh, you know, we... Yeah, great, great chief support, some great quality. Uh, that's, that's a decent fight in itself. As we said, you said, you know, his opponent, you know, he comes, he fights, he comes to win. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of the scores on some of his previous fights. He's not coming in and losing every single round, you know. So, so he's, you know, we know what we get. But Brad Strand fighting at, uh, you know, he's fought in Liverpool before, I believe. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think you have just had a quick look. He fought Steve McGuire a couple of years ago. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So he's fought Liverpool before, but, you know, on an undercard to Jack McGann, sort of main event on route for the Shankly, it's, it's just all great. I mean, it's one thing, you know, these, these um, you know, the fighting in these sort of uh, conference centres and sports halls and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it's just such a, a different thing. It's one thing having these iconic old Victorian Art Deco York halls and now on a roof of a hotel. <laughs> a trendy hotel on a rooftop in uh, in <laughs> Liverpool. But I love that. I love that. It's nice well, Brad, um, Brad Strand has fought in some very different um, sort of circumstances because mm. he first came to my attention on a BT show behind closed doors when they did one of their first um, sort of COVID shows, if you like. Um, yeah. And um, so yeah, he's getting the full array, and he's only he's only he's only had seven fights, so it's great experience. Yeah. Well, I just want you know, um, obviously Frank. You know, he doesn't sign anybody unless they've got real championship potential. You know, yeah. you, you, you know, they, he doesn't sign average fighters. So anyone signed to Queensbury, they've got big plans, big intentions for him. And, you, you know, so he, they, they're keeping him 
yeah, you know, there's only so many dates Frank Warren's got, and he's got a big stable of boxes. It works for us because we can take that sort of calibre, because we've got that sort of in with the Warrens. We, we can take that sort of calibre and drop it onto our shows. Brilliant. So good for us, good for the shows. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, um, it's a good division as well. I mean, bantam and super bantam in Great Britain is is a joke at the minute. Um, yeah. There's so many fighters across different promoters. Um, I mean, you mentioned the Warrens there. Obviously, we've got Brad, Liam Davis, um, Andrew Kane, Nick Ball's in and around that way. You know, and Nick Ball, that'd be a great all Liverpool fight, wouldn't yeah, it, down the line? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? You know, there's some really good, you know, Hopey Price, you know, there's yeah. some good, good, you know, Jack Bateson. You know, the UFIs going up. I mean, there's some good boxers in that. You know, it's a tough old division, isn't it? Yeah, so, before, uh, you even get to, uh, before you even get to European level, it's just, just over here. Yeah, that's right. Well, he's only ranked 12, 7 and 0. Just shows you the calibre, you know, um, of the, the people above him. You know, but they're, there's some really experienced people ahead of him. So he's going to yeah. slowly creep up the rankings. And I'm sure Frank will have him fighting titles at some stage next year. Fantastic. Hmm. And so what what else was we looking at, Rob? We're looking we've got the super middleweight fight between Leon Willings and Barajo Karami. Have you have you taken a look at that? I mean Leon Willings is, is a is, is a big guy for the weight, isn't he? He's sort of he's got that great stance in the ring and that thrusting jab. Have you seen uh, much of him, Rob? Have you taken a look? No, I haven't. I've had to do a bit of research because I haven't seen it. I'm not sure if he's been on televised before. If 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 he has, I've I've missed it. Um but um He's going to be in a tough one, I'm sure you'd agree, Mark, because we don't know much about um, Karami, his, um, his opponent, because it's his debut, and I could find very little online of him. Um, what do you know about him? Yeah, well, we're the same, actually. Their, their team sort of suggested him to us and said, you know, we found this guy. I mean, Leon's actually coming off a loss off his last fight against, you know, Robert Chapman, who's a really experienced guy, which he wasn't expected to lose. But so he's just, he's just in all, he's coming back and he's a bit of a confidence boost. So, um, you know, we're hoping that this guy isn't going to come and upset things. But, you know, it happened to him last fight, losing to Robbie Chapman, mm-hmm. you know, um, only, only a few months ago on points. You know, it's only a, you know, a point in it and a four-rounder. It wasn't supposed to happen. He had an off night. So he's just going to look, dust, dust the cobwebs off, you know, just get that, get his confidence back. I just, you know, but he's a, he's a bit of a heavy-handed guy. So, um, um Interesting fight for Leon, you know, he's had one stoppage, he's obviously had his loss now, that shouldn't have happened, but let's see if he could just put it behind him. When this happens to these guys in these sort of single digits and they have a loss, it's not like, you know, people can sometimes can sort of like to dismiss somebody if they've got a loss and they haven't got an undefeated record. Sometimes I can make them a better boxer because they, yeah. they might have done something wrong in their training camps and have their preparation right, one in the right place on the, on the night and they'll learn a lot from that and they'll be thinking, I don't want that to happen again. So usually they're first night back, their first fight back following the defeat, if they can just blow that out of the way and put that down to memory, they'll come back stronger from it. So an odd loss like that could actually be the making of the guy. So that's why I think what everyone's helping them. So we don't want to go and put them back in a 50-50. No. Yeah, yeah, everyone wants to see 50-50s, but every show can't be full of 50-50s because he's got guys, you know, he's coming back off a loss. They want to come back. He's got, you know, nothing's just stroll in the park these days because these guys upset things. But we'll see if if he's learned from that and come back, he'll be wanting to think, well, I'm going to come out and prove that was just a one-off. So I'm going to come back and look really impressive. So that's what we hope to see. 
And, and Mark, it's, it's really refreshing that you say that as well, because, you know, I, I think at the moment, especially in boxing and with these these sort of stats with boxers having their own and that sort of stuff, it's it's nice to hear that, we're, you know, some boxing promoters are moving away from that because it really is boxing it is, is a you know, a sport that you need to learn. It's experience. It's about getting those rounds in. And, you know, a, a young man like um, Leon Willings, you know, he's 21 years of age, I believe. And, for, you know, for him to lose like that, it, it could almost mm. be shattering. But if he's got the right people around him, it, it's right to see that it's actually, you know, it's not always a bad thing at this sort of stage in your career because you learn an awful lot from that, don't you? Yeah, well, you know, you, you can't be putting people in 50-50s on their first, second, third, fourth fight. You know, because so there's, there's, a, there's a time for that and you can't also fill a card with those kind of fights. But, yeah. they, you know, you've got to spread the card about. You can have your big Jack McGann's on the top of the bill. You know, you're going to have your title fights on the top of the bill. And as you, you know, as you work your way through the card, there's going to be these, these sort of development fights. And something like Leon, you know, he needs to come back, needs to have a win and then push forward again. But, you know, if you get a guy who's 2-0 and and 3-0, and you say, you know, he might have had a 50-60 fights as an amateur and the three-rounders. He, he turns pro, he goes in the four-rounders. These ex- some of these journeymen, some of these are like Eastern European experience, are tough guys. They know how to rough you up. They stick the head in, they lock the arm, they stick the air. You know, if you don't learn that, you know, by the time you get to a 50-50 and you're, you know, 6, 7, 8, 9, or you're fighting for titles at 10, 11, 12, if you haven't done that apprenticeship, you're in trouble. So yeah. you need to learn the ropes. You need to do the four-rounders. Get in with a, the rough journeyman who's going to come in and put it on you and lean on you and twist arms and lock your arm and rub the head in your face and you know, and you're going to get bruise your way through that to a points win. Because by the time you get to your 50-50 with the other guy with a 50 with a really decent record, you know, that's going to benefit you because there's going to be no surprises by the time you get to, to that. So something like, yeah, so you say it's refreshing. Yes, to a certain extent, that's what, that's like what every card should be like. That's what every boxer should yeah. be like. If you put them in to a 50-50 on their second or third fight and then they lose, they, they may think, ah, stuff it. And you've lost them before they've even got started. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you can might lose some really good talent, you know, because one of them is going to lose and it's just, just too much too soon. Let them learn, let them develop, but there's got to be a place for that. And you don't want to fill some small hall show down in the, the depths of the country just for, with two and O's and three and O's and two and O's and three and O's. So, you know, we want them. To, and also they need to be in the bigger shows so they can see what it's like to stand up in front of 1,500 people under the lights and, you know, get everyone shouting for them. So where they move up, Someone like Leon, by the time he, you know, this sort of experience now, by the time he gets to eight, nine, ten, start fighting for titles, you know, he's, he's got a bit more, he's a bit more seasoned. You know, he go from a four round to the six round to the eight, and then he can fight in a ten, and then, you know, in ten round for like an, an area title or whatever. He's got, yeah. he's a bit more seasoned, a bit more experienced. That's just common sense, really. Yeah. I agreed. I, uh, that O, the O is just so precious, isn't it? Commercially, yeah. and um, it, it, it does. It's one of the things I, I hate most in boxing, if I'm honest, mm. the, the yeah. protecting the O. Um, so, yeah, completely agree with both of well, you. Well, I mean, listen, you know, I mean, I'll tell you about that 14 and 0 one in the gym. Yeah. Who's this, this padded? You know, do you think whoever your favourite boxers are, they've all lost, right? Yeah. There's a handful of undefeated. Two, you know, you've got Kawasaki and Mayweather and Marciano. You know, who's mm. undefeated? So everyone's <laughs> lost. Everyone's yeah, one lost. of my favourites was was Lennox Lewis, and it, and he lost he lost a couple of times. So they lost, they lose, don't they? So you can't you know you can't beat people up because they've got a loss or two on the record or that. You know, as long as you just learn from it, improve and move forward, so be it. You know, if you don't well, mind, so. you, imagine if you need to go and lose a few on the bounce. What was Johnny Nelson? 
he lost his first God knows how many, then went on to be undefeated for four years or something like that. You know, yeah. so... <laughs> Yeah, well said. Well said. Yeah, is, is any any other on, on the card there, Rob? That takes your fancy? This uh... um, the Marcel Braithwaite one does intrigue mm. me. Um, yeah. One because I love the flyweight and super flyweight divisions. You just while they last, you just never see a. Well, it's very rare you see. I don't want to jinx it, but, but um, it's very rare you see a, a poor fly or super flyweight fight. It's just all action. Um, obviously, Marcel's been in very good company, hasn't he? Um, over the years with. Um, Likes of Sonny Edwards, Jay Harris, um, yeah. and and a couple of others. But um, so yeah, he's obviously going in with with Stephen Maguire. He's got a losing record, but a tough lad. Um, Merseyside versus Lancashire could be tasty. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's, you know, they're hoping to get through this, and they've got one eye around around the corner on a on a a really big fight. That hopefully, if he gets through this, that might be out. You know, can be announced shortly. But like you said, he's been in some good company. There's no shame in losing to like a, a Sonny Edward because we all know how how good he is. Yeah. But but you know um, he's got some good names on his record. He's a good guy. You know he's had some good um, good sort of emphatic wins against a really good competition. But like you said, at that weight they're all busy, aren't they? Yeah. They, they don't start with the heavyweights. Going to try and feel each other out for a couple of rounds. See how it goes. I mean, there goes bang. <laughs> First bell goes busy. They're off. You know, and they don't want to win every minute of every round. You know, and all these fights, you know, we've got Jack McGann in a 10-round and all the others a six-rounder. No cracking, you know. He's coming in, he'll do, a, do his job. And we've got one one eye around the corner for a big title fight for, Mar- for Marcel, but that'll be announced by his team at some stage in the future. Superb. And then rounding off the card, um, opening the show, Adam Carberry. Um, yeah, um, talk to us about that one. Yeah, well, he trains in the... He's in the gym with actually Jack McGann. So he's part of the uh, Martin Murray crew. So uh, really good talent, great fighter. They've got some really um, high hopes for him. You know, as I said, local lad, training in the same gym. They all know each other up there. So um, super feather, again, going to be a busy fight. Two and a third fight for him, his first six-rounder. So, you know, let's see what he can do. I mean, I haven't seen him fight before. I've heard about him, Martin Murray. We all know Martin Murray. And so, yeah. you know, he's got, got Jack McGann and Jim Trent, but Martin Murray. So, you know, he's in good company. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing him. Not seen him fight before. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, good local lad. He sold a crack load of tickets. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, fantastic. What, what is the capacity on um, Friday, Mark? Well, it's, uh, we're going to probably have about 1,200 in there. Nice. Yeah, so um, real nice. You know, it's a, a mix between an inside bit and outside. I mean, if you, you Google it and look at, like, the Liverpool Cup final, I think they had 1,400, 1,400. There's big screens dotted about and... Wow. You know, it's just it's such a great different. You know, you're you're on the rooftop overlooking the skyline of Liverpool with the Liver buildings just across the way. You wow. know, of course, it's going to be at night time as it gets dark. You know, so they lit up Liverpool skyline with on the rooftop. That's great, eh? Yeah, yeah some be... some weekend for Liverpool as well. It's Liverpool Everton on Saturday. What a weekend! What a weekend. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic, absolutely. and also uh, for, for myself and uh, Rob. Um, Mark, we want to say just thank you very much for having us uh, down at Liverpool. We're really looking forward to really getting involved with uh, Nelson Boxing and sort of showcasing what you guys are trying to do and also highlighting the fantastic boxers you have on your road. Are you excited to have the Sport Disson crew with you on the weekend? Do you know, I am. We, we listen, I, I've, you know, as, as we're growing, we're sort of gathering um, different organisations with us, if you like. Yeah. So, you know, and... We know I never say no to anyone for an interview. I don't want to, you know, I don't want 
you know, belittle this this podcast, obviously this <laughs> evening. But but I always get. But but there's some we do we connect with who get it. We yeah. understand them. They understand what we're about. But they can see that the journey we're on, and we like that the message, and we like that the work that they do. And you're one of those sort of like you know one of those organisations. We like what we saw. You know, we saw back in April. I think we first sort of uh, came across each other. Saw the work that we did. We sort of speak the same language. Yeah, glad to have, glad to have you sort of involved. I mean. You know, you're you're just starting to see us. What is is um is a big snowballing sort of momentum for us. But still, we're only just getting started. So you're sort of joining us at an early stage of this really big journey. And I, you know, strategically, some of the the meetings I've got over the next few few weeks and next month could really explode this. So it's great to have people like you on board. We can sort of get our message out there. You know, you know, I can talk boxing people like you. Because you, you know, all day, all night. Because yeah. you get it. We can just talk boxing. I'm a boxing man, and it's great to have people like you on board that we can just, you know. And certainly this stage, because there's a big journey ahead, and it's going to be really exciting. So yeah, good to be working with you guys. Thank Excellent. you. Thanks, Mark. And uh, Rob, we're going we're to be getting our glad rags on for Liverpool and sport this, <laughs> sport this song, listeners. Um, if if you can tune into Nelson Boxing YouTube, you'll see myself and Rob. We will hopefully be getting some good interviews of the boxers after the fights, and we'll be having a chat with Mark as well on mm. top of that fantastic hotel, the Shankly Hotel. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to wrap it up there, guys. Um, it's been fantastic talking to you, Mark. Thanks again very much for your time. And uh, we will be seeing you in Liverpool. Absolutely. Doors open 6.30, first fight 7.30. So still some tickets available. Rooftop, sixth floor, Shankly Hotel. I tell you what, there's a, there's a little show on the TV, I think, somewhere else on the Saturday night. But the Friday night's the one you want to be at. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> thank you Mark absolutely agree well, listen uh, Sport to Song listeners once again thank you very much for tuning in um, we will see you next week with the Sport to Song podcast and we'll also be looking at the fights and reviewing everything that happened at the Shankly Hotel so until then we'll catch you soon thank you cheers, cheers guys